Hello everyone, welcome to Set Me Free with Shane. Um, today's podcast, it's going to be a part two, um, talking about new covenant versus the old covenant, grace versus law, and in how God's grace operates in someone's life. Um, I want to begin today's podcast with a prayer. I usually don't do this, but today... I want to. I want to ask God to help us. Um, and Father, we just thank you, Lord, for another day that you've given to us, Lord. And we wouldn't be breathing if it wasn't for you. It's your breath that we borrow. Um, Lord, it's your your blood that you pump through our body, Lord. And I just pray that, that you would open our eyes, Lord, to see and know you. And Lord, without the blinders being taken off of us, we can't even see nor know anything about you. So I pray for knowledge and wisdom for those listening today, Lord. Help them to understand you in a way that they can comprehend. Father, and I I just thank you that you've been working in our lives since we were born. You've been protecting us, providing for us, and just always have been there with us, Lord. And I thank you for that. Lord, help my listeners to come to a a deeper place of knowing you, knowing about you, and just learning. Lord, I pray for a hunger and a thirst for the things of God, for those who listen. Lord, we can't do any of this without you. It's all because of you and your grace that this is possible. And we just want to come to you and say thank you, and we appreciate you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, like I said, so we're going to, this is going to be a part two. And um, I hope that what I teach gives clarity because I spend a lot of time making sure I deliver God's word as accurate and detailed as I can. Um, Because I'm the type of person, like, I can't just settle for, like, uh, knowing how something, you know, just knowing something works. Like, I got to know how it works, why it works that way. And, you know, I like to dig deep into things, you know, so I spend extra time in my study to um, get proper context of Scripture, because that is vitally important in our walk is is keeping Scripture in context, letting Scripture judge us and cut our lives and and position us where God wants us to be. We don't alter the word of God. We allow it to alter us. And um, we must come to the Word of God, humble, um, knowing we need help and direction. And I want to start off uh, my podcast uh, by quoting a scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 1. This comes from verse 15. It says, This is a trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. That was said by Apostle Paul. Another version says that, I, I think he said that, I'm the chief of, I'm the chief of sinners. <laughs> and man, if that is not the truth, that's definitely, I would be right there somewhere lined up with uh, Paul. And I think it's so powerful having lived both sides of the spectrum. Um, I like to say, if you see yourself as a little sinner, you'll see Jesus as a little savior because it's our need. When we see ourselves for who we truly are and the things we're doing, it shows us our need for God and our need to be saved. Um, I was talking with my wife yesterday. She works for BJC and she schedules appointments for sick people and refills medication. I, you know, and I said, I'm just curious, has there ever been a healthy person 
that called and made an appointment to see their doctor. <laughs> you know, I wonder if anybody has ever walked into into a hospital room and said, hey, doc, I'm just here to see you because I'm healthy today and I feel good, you know, and I, I just want to see you. No, it does not work that way. And, um, you know, it's the same thing, you know, when we come to God, it's it's seeing our need for him, you know, and he allows life to bring us to that place. I find it interesting that, you know, some of the toughest people in life, they just keep fighting and they just don't give up and they never surrender their lives to God um, because they're stubborn. You know, and I talked about in part one in this episode about um, God gives us a new heart and that's part of his grace is receiving that new heart, that inward um, rebirthing. Uh, many people call it being born again. Um but ultimately, it's receiving a new heart because the only way we as humans can be transformed and changed is from the inside out. And I talked about in part one about how we try to modify our behavior from the outward, outward, you know, outward circumstances, situations. We try altering our life. If I could just get this, I'll be better. You know, if I could just get a new house, I'd be happier. If I had a wife, I'd be happier you know, or kids or, you know, we just chase this endless game, never finding any fulfillment or satisfaction. Um, And what we do find, it's very temporary and it fades very quickly. Um, But the new covenant God made with his people that was displayed through sending his son to live a perfect life, dying a death on a cross that we deserve to die. And he was buried, rose again on the third day. And so the Bible describes in the New Testament that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us when we become believers. So if you place your faith in Jesus Christ, what takes place is a miracle and you become a brand new creature. And we could find this promise in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And it basically says that you become a new person. When we accept Christ, a brand new person, that your old life, it's gone and your new life has begun. So I want to take a second and talk about that. What what I'm talking about today, and I, I want to give a description of God's grace. Everything I'm explaining, this is all God's grace. Because it says here that you become a new person. How do you become a new person? By receiving a new heart from God. Okay, you are forgiven. By God. You are loved by God. How are you? Because you place your faith in what he did for you. And see, that that makes you righteous in God's sight. It clears the slate and draws a line from your past and your present. And that's what we all need as humans. We, we just need a new start, a fresh start. And God sends his spirit inside of us to begin a work, an inward working that leads us into truth in a clean way of life. It's it's awesome, man. It's exciting. So, you know, I was studying about about this and I got on this scripture and it said, you become a new person, your old life is gone, your new life begins. And I was like, well, that's kind of crazy because I still go to court for past child support um, stuff. So does it mean everything goes away? No, it doesn't. It just means that you are giving a new chance to start life over. Like for for 34 years of my life, I wasted my life. 
But what Jesus did was gave me a brand new start January 9th at 34 years old, 35 years old. He wiped my slate clean. He took the, sh- the, the shame, the guilt off me from the way I lived my life. He removed that, that heaviness, that burden of all the cr- crud I had done wrong. I couldn't see a way out of my past because I messed up so many things. So many relationships, failed marriage, um, a child I didn't raise. Like I said, I'm still going to court. So he made me a new person in the moment. But that didn't mean anything changed for me. You know, I had to begin a new journey um, from that, way, you know, that, that moment on. And I want to read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says, we never give up. And it, it says that, our spirit, it's being renewed every single day. I'm going to actually read the, the scripture. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every single day. And that's what, what, what has begun is a new journey, a daily journey of, of knowing my creator. And, and I am so thankful and I have so much passion for the Lord because he freed me from the chains of my past, chains of addiction. Um, 16 years, I struggled with drugs, alcohol, pornography, smoking, chewing, vaping, um, you know, anger, resentment, bitterness, um, just a hateful way of living, um, very so much shame and guilt in my life, depression, anxiety. And I don't want to paint some picture like I'm perfect now by no means, but what I do have is hope. I've been given hope, and I've experienced what I call God's grace. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit in this this podcast, and I want to wrap up this, this series on New Testament grace. I think, you know, sometimes things are, it, it, it's not weird. You know, religion and, and there are many wackadoodle Christians who who make it hard um, to be able to teach or, or talk about the Lord. But it's not weird, man. God is our the author of life. And he made us, fashioned us, formed us in his image. And we were made and born to know him and have that relationship. But sin separates us from that. Um, so God, that's that's grace. The new covenant grace is that... His son separates the bar- destroys the barrier between us and God. So we have access to the Father. Um, so in the New Testament, the word grace, it, it, it appears over a hundred times and it's described as the Holy Spirit, Christ's life coming to live in us and through us. And that's kind of the miracle. I've experienced God's grace. And when I say that is, since I was 16 years old, um, I struggled with addiction, um, struggled with so many different things, mental, you know, just never felt like I really belonged anywhere. Even in social settings, I always had such a discomfort and it was very hard to socialize with people. I just, I was very out of my sorts and elements, um, for many, many years, man. And, um, I kind of found a a passion in hunting and fishing 
um, years ago, which those are desires God birthed inside of me. Um, ultimately leading up until January 9th, um, where, where I met the Savior in my yard at my house. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't have, you know, uh, a foundation of being raised with a Christian background. I did have three years in a Christian rehab, um, but I was never serious. I wasn't committed to uh, believe, really believe in God or, or give my life to Him to serve Him or, you know, live like that. So, um, so what happened in my life is a miracle, I, a true miracle, because I didn't necessarily choose it, but God chose me, and I responded accordingly. I wasn't looking for God. I was actually going to commit suicide, you know, and I was talking about, I, I just read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, we never give up, um, and I, man, many times in my life, I was going to give up, but I never did, you know, and God gave me the miracle I was looking for, um, which he's been doing work in my life, you know, for a long, long time. I just didn't have the ability to see it. I didn't know. I didn't know God. And I, I quite frankly, the thought of it kind of frightened me based on what I seen with people who you know, served God or, or my past little bit of experience where, you know, people would flop around on the floor and just get up and, and live exactly how they were. And, you know, it, it could be very discouraging when you see uh, hypocrisy and you don't really see true heart transformation take place. But, you know, I want to encourage you to, um, to don't hold that against God because people are flawed and, and failed you know, and, and we're all messed up. We're all screwed up. That's part of God working in us and through us um, until we get to heaven. I mean, I still struggle with um, lying. I, I fabricate stories. Um, I still struggle with judging other people and, and having preconceived ideas about people. I don't even know them. I've never even had a conversation. I find it so funny. I can look across the room and be thinking thoughts towards somebody I don't even know. <laughs> I hate that um, because I just want to love people and care for people. Um, and I'm usually pretty good about working through that. And and when I feel those types of things, I like to address them and go shake somebody's hand and say, how's your day going? And, and um, you know, just, just meet it head on because I believe we have to be, you know, we have to take initiative if we want to overcome our struggles. Um, I struggle with thinking I'm better than people, smarter, more intelligent. I struggle with, which is pride. Um, I struggle with depression and anxiety still to this day. It's, you, you would not believe this by probably listening to me and, and following me and, and stuff. But I, I, I always face a, an amount of anxiety in my life. And I've learned that you know, I've kind of let that become my indicator that I need to move forward in that area because, you know, it can help somebody else break through. So, um, yeah, God's grace, man, God's grace. I, I defined God's grace and the best definition I could come up with through searching scripture and taking an overall insight into things. I said, God's grace, if I had to sum it up and give a definition, it's God's inward power 
It's his spirit that produces lasting transformation. And as I could see in my life, he has transformed my life night and day difference. And I don't even know where I fit in in the middle of all of it. He just did it. He was so wonderful to me and and took desires out of my heart that were bad and unhealthy and, and gave me the strength to remain sober in difficult times. And, you know, God, I want to give all the credit, all the glory to God because he transformed my life. And, and this is only the beginning of it, you know. So, like I said, if you, like me, found yourself wasted half your life, whatever, it's never too late um, to open your heart to God and ask Him to, to change me. And, you know, He is there for you. And He is fighting for you. And He is with you. And it's just a matter if we could see it, you know. So I hope by sharing some things today that, that I open your eyes and, and help maybe possibly, you know, helped you to believe again. You know, because it's, I, I just want to share my story because like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit different than most people. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't raise my hand and say, I want Jesus. You know, I kind of continued living a, a ridiculous lifestyle. Like I shared First Timothy 1.15 where Paul said, I'm the worst sinner. You know, I literally was a terrible person and and God saved me when I wasn't even looking for him. So you know, there is hope for you and there is help for you, you know, and that that we are meant to live forever, man. It's God is good. He's given us wonderful gift of salvation if we place our faith in Christ, um, you know, and that that's awesome, you know. So I want to encourage you wherever you're at today in your life that uh, you haven't gone too far and that God can redeem even your mistakes. God uses every hurt um, he's, he's using my life to help many other people. I sponsor two guys. Um, I'm getting ready to go work for a rehabilitation center, queen of peace and, um, help people come out of a, a life of hurt habits and hangups and discover their purpose in God. I mean, that that's what it's all about. And I'm still going through things in my past and, and facing consequences of things I've done, but you know what? God has, given me new life and he helps me to to go forward no matter what so you know it's it's awesome so i just want to encourage you to open your heart to god's grace and if you look back over your life go sit down i think it if i could give you any little bit of advice i'm not big on telling people what to do or what they shouldn't do but if i could give you any advice it would be Take 10 minutes every morning and find a quiet spot and just sit there and think about your life. Think about things you've been through. Think about um, people that hurt you, uh, people you've hurt, and pray, you know, pray for people, man. And we need help, man. I just want us all to link arms and just love each other, man, and let God be God and lead us through this thing. And see broken lives get healed and turned around, man. It's it's one of the most rewarding things God has enabled me and used me um, to be an impact in other people's lives, man. And I have seen God do miracles already in, in people. And that's his grace. It comes in inside of you and gives you a new heart and his spirit helps lead you um, to a wonderful life. 
Um, if you have not done that, I encourage you to start however you know, man, and, and get plugged in. There's an awesome program I I participate in. It's called Celebrate Recovery. Um, I go to Faith Community in House Springs. It's an awesome church, man. It's a, There's a wonderful family there. And, you know, God requires us to take steps in, in, in getting help. You know, I remember starting out, one of the first things I did was I smashed my phone and I got a new phone number. And I told God, you know, whoever is supposed to be in my life, Lord, bring them. Because I, I want to, you know, I... I knew God had given me a chance to start over, you know, and I, I knew from there on it was it was up to me to follow him and obey the things he put in my heart. And it was just simple, practical things, you know, removing people, places and things that are harmful and then filling your life with healthy habits, you know, exercise, reading, um, you know, I love studying the word of God. I dig, I I. I love it, man. It's transformed my mind, the way I think, you know, and if you change the way you think, you'll change the way you live. So thank you for listening. Um, I pray God blesses you and and, and touches you and helps you. And thank you again. Bye-bye.